Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. This is Sari. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you actionable tips from extraordinary educators like you. Each week, we will share best practices, ideas, and stories from extraordinary educators to help you thrive. And before we dive in with an awesome interview today, we just want to share that our thoughts and commitments are with educators and students and their families everywhere right now impacted by school closures. And we hope this pre-recorded episode can bring a smile to your face during this time um, and is sort of just a reminder of the critical work that you do, no matter where you and your students are learning from right now. And we also invite you to visit curriculumassociates.com slash at home for free printable resources, both math and reading grades K to eight to support learning at a distance. So with that, we're excited to bring you an episode that will hopefully provide some sort of distraction from all that's going on right now. Yes, and we are so excited to have one of our extraordinary educators, Larry Duncan, on the show. And Larry, can you take a moment to introduce yourself, um, talk about, you know, where you, what, where are you, uh, how long have you been teaching, all of that? Well, good morning, first of all. Um, I am Larry Duncan. I am a second grade math teacher with the Hattiesburg Public School District in at Hawkins Elementary, which is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and I, yeah, I teach second grade math. I think I answered all the questions. Are. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Can you describe your classroom in three words? Oh, engaging, uh, a, a safe haven, uh, fun. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So let's dig into that a little bit. So what do you say safe haven? What does that mean for you? More than anything, safe from adverse consequences. So many times uh, kids are not open to make mistakes. And that's one of the things that I have on my wall. It says math. Mistakes allow things to happen. So it's okay to make mistakes because that's the only way I will know if you have something, if you don't have it, or why I need to come in and offer more uh, support. So it's okay to make mistakes here. I love that. And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast too, about just how so many kids have that fear of failure. So I love that you have it on your wall. That's so amazing. So some of the things we wanted to ask you about today, and I know that whenever you guys are listening to this, hopefully this will apply, but we know that you are really a strong advocate of using data to drive your instruction. Can you talk to us a little bit about the ways you think through that? Um, because it's great that you have kids want to make mistakes, but how do you figure out where they're starting? Well, I uh, make sure that students understand data. So many times the teachers own it. We don't explain it to the kids or even to the parents to where they will understand how much of an impact it uh, has on our instruction and their matriculation throughout their course uh, in uh not only elementary, but school, period. Um, 
Anytime we take anything from a standards mastery to a diagnostic test to even online instruction, they own it. We have FaceTime uh, where we go over things that they might not have uh, got, whether it's most of the time standards mastery because we take those every two weeks. Uh, we just took our uh, end of the year diagnostic test. So before we took it, um, I did FaceTime one-on-one with each child, let them know where they are and where they needed to be, and ask them what were some things that they needed to do in order to obtain whatever score it was that they needed. And then we did a class goal. So not only setting a goal for yourself, but also setting a goal for class. And we do um, go over data as a class because I want the class to own it. So when a child does well, we can celebrate them as a classic. So many times we focus on the greens. Oh, my child needs to be green, green, green. But we need to focus on growth because you can be in green and not growing and it's not really doing you any good to not grow. So we try to focus on growth. We praise those ones that are in green. I make sure that the data is up in the classroom and it is evident to the students um, and they can explain it to you. They can explain it to the parents so the parents know what they need to do in order to make sure that their child is successful. I feel like you just said a million, <laughs> a million best practices there from, from, yeah, everything from individual data chats to classroom celebrations to focusing on both growth and proficiency to family communication and just, just so many great things that that can really uh, make a difference in one, how a student thinks about themselves and their educational career, and two, how to really drive learning in the classroom. Oh, yeah. I love FaceTime 101. Can you talk, uh, let's dig into that uh, particular procedure or um, habit that you guys, that you do with your students. What does that mean? So how do they know that it's FaceTime 101? FaceTime 101 is usually done on Fridays. I usually give them a uh, class assessment, um, break it down into four quadrants. I can even talk about that. Um, So uh, math, meet the teachers is what I call it. So when you meet the teacher on, on Friday, your group doesn't come to me, but I spend two to three minutes with each student. They have the Chromebook. We're looking at weekly online usage. What were the lessons that were assigned? What was the problem? What did you not understand from the lesson? What can I do? Now you ask them, what can I do next week in order to help you on something that you might not have obtained this week? Well, Mr. Duncan, you probably went a little bit too fast, or I was out. That's why my scores or my percentage might be what it might be. So I do get student impact because sometimes we feel as adults or as teachers, I'm the expert. I know everything, but sometimes the students can tell you how to drive your instruction in order for them to gain the most out of your instruction, because I don't want to teach the walls and the posters. I want to teach the child. (laughs) So during those Friday face chat times, we really, and they feel safe because it is one-on-one. Right to explain what they might not have understood or how, even with my higher students, I need more or I need, I don't need that. I need more help in this particular area because everyone has a weakness somewhere. So making sure that we tap into everyone's strength as well as their weaknesses. I love that. And if you are listening to this while during the time of school closures, I think that what you're talking about, Larry, educators can still do virtually. If you're using iReady at home 
or if they're doing certain work or when you're assigning different um, weekly assignments, maybe you could FaceTime literally (laughs) virtually with the kids on Fridays to just check in with them one-on-one to see how are they doing or even a phone call, right? Right. Um, Hopefully everybody has, hopefully everyone has phones if they don't have technology at home. But how cool is that? That I love that you said that you check in, you say like, how are you doing on instruction? What feels right? Is it too easy? Is it too hard? Let's look at your scores. Like that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about that? Do you think that's doable virtually? Yes. Um, I have sent out. Messages. Obviously, it's not the same. Obviously, it's not. But <laughs> we're going to be out for four weeks, so we don't want the students to lose anything or even the drive of the momentum that has been set. Like this week, we're supposed to have Stannis Master coming up, so we won't have that. But then, still having the drive and the momentum still going, um, and the expectation of uh, that is being set in the classroom. You can still do it. Parents have been asking. Oh my gosh. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I said, uh, I already offers awesome lessons. And what I'm going to do is actually send you my lesson plan. These are the objectives. I'm going to send you websites, YouTube videos. I'm going to send you the assessment where you can print it out um, if you need to. Our school is also offering Monday where parents can come in and obtain information. And that will be a part of our second grade pack will be those assessments. So if parents want to give them to them, anything they want to bring them back, I can meet you somewhere, hopefully, until we get quarantined. Um, and making sure that you have what you need. Sometimes as parents, it's hard because what I learned 20 years ago is not what's being learned or in the same manner. So I want to make sure that parents have everything that they need to have in order to make sure that their kids' learning process is still going on, even in this this, this troubled time that we've experienced. I think that's so great, Larry. And again, it's like whether you're meeting with each student in person, which is obviously ideal, but when that can happen, even just a phone call, I know lots of educators are checking in, whether it's via FaceTime or Zoom or or call and just figuring out what exactly they're doing and how you can support will be so incredibly meaningful, um, especially when there's so much uncertainty and you know confusion and stress. Um, and I think we would absolutely love to include some of your resources in our show notes here so other folks can see what exactly Larry is doing every Friday, what is his procedure, um, how is he talking to each student, and, and all of the things. So thank you, Larry. This was um, so great just to hear and, and sort of double click on the, the FaceTime <laughs> 101 that, right. that all of your students are getting no matter where they are um, in your classroom, which is so super important. So. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, Thank and unfortunately, oh yeah. So unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But Larry, we would love to have you back because I, I really, we didn't have time to dig into some of your engagement strategies. So we'd love to have you back and really talk about how you engage your students in learning because you sound very dynamic. Sounds like you, your kids <laughs> are. Uh, you have a lot of cool strategies. So we'd love to have you back and talk about that. And then even as you start to navigate this new world that we all find ourselves in, uh, we'd love to hear how you're doing that digitally too. So um, we'll definitely reach out and make sure that you come back for another episode. How does that sound? That is awesome. And we appreciate you so much. No problem. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Larry. And again, thank you, everyone. We hope this provides some sort of distraction. If you want other topics for us to talk about during this time, please um, be sure to subscribe. It really helps others find the podcast and leave a review. Let us know your thoughts. Um, And in the meantime, again, you can visit curriculumassociates.com backslash at home. 
to find printable packets for student learning at home and also guidance for teachers and families who are using iReady this uh, during this time. So thank you so much. And until then, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.